right, welcome into the All Pro Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Saturday, December 30th. Happy New Year's, everyone. Appreciate y'all listening in to another episode of the All Pro Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Mark Hogan. I am your host. You can find all of my exclusive content over at fantasyguru.com. My Twitter at DFS underscore Marlin. If you're a Fantasy Guru subscriber, hit me up in Fantasy Guru Discord for any last-minute suggestions, questions, or plays here for the Week 17 NFL DFS slate. Successful season here for us, but we are not done, and this is money-making season. This is really the time of the year, every year. This is where we crush now that we have data that we can work off of. This is when we attack. This is also championship week from a season-long perspective for all of those getting ready here for their championship. So this is big time. This is this is an important week here. We're going to dive through every game. We're going to talk about some of our results here from last week, go into injuries, some DFS plays, recommendations, spreads, totals, make our picks across the board here and get ready to make some money here for the upcoming slate. All right. Let's go ahead, as we always do, uh, work through some accountability here. So it's been a rough couple of weeks. Last week was a little bit of the same over the last couple of weeks. It's really been quite a grind here for for me specifically, I would say. Um, we haven't had an overly, really haven't had a fully winning week since week 13, so it's been cool. However, I am noticing a trend. We are trending upwards over recent weeks and closing in more towards those profit lines here. So last week, we had a lot of pushes last week as well. So one thing I will point out is our odds makers, you know, they have a lot of data to make these lines and these spreads too. So we got, and I can't tell you, probably I would say five different plays last week um, got edged out uh, by one point or the other, whether it was over or under a line or whether the spread just hit or just missed there. So, you know, again, I, I make all of my picks from a DFS process perspective to give you guys an idea of what I think is going to happen in some of these games. Keep in mind, keep those teaser bets in mind. If you can get an extra half a point, maybe go to plus six and a half versus plus seven, that can make all the difference in the world. All right, so week 16, we went 5 of 13 on the over-unders. So again, this trend of you know crushing these, these totals, these over-unders at the beginning of the year, and now we're f- we're kind of flipping here. We were we're not we weren't doing so great on the spread, and now it's flipping where our over unders were hitting at a lower clip. I think really just because the lines are a lot sharper, and then our spreads are hitting at a higher clip, meaning that you know we were able to predict points a lot better at the beginning of the year, 
and now it's becoming easier to predict the spreads. So 5 of 13 on the over-unders last week and 7 of 14 on the spreads. So we went under the 50% line, 12 of 27, so not a great week. Bringing our season total, we're just at 50% still. So um, we were very profitable at the beginning of the year. Now we're evening out from a pick perspective. But again, this is our best year to date from a DFS perspective here. So enough of the past. Let's focus on the present and the future. We're going to dive into our first game. And that is going to be Detroit and Dallas here for Saturday night, tonight. So Detroit and Dallas are going to play 8-15 tonight. This is is a a big game. This is pretty much we're moving Monday night football to Saturday night. Uh, On the Lions side, we are banged up on the defensive side of the ball. C.J. Gardner-Johnson at safety and James Houston are both at linebacker are both listed as out. Uh, They're also a little bit thin at tight end. Brock Wright doesn't really make too much of a difference there. Frank Ragnow uh, for Detroit logging some DMPs, but looks like he'll be okay. And we will have Derek Barnes. Jerry Jacobs will be back here as well. Uh, The Cowboys, Rico Dowdle is out. All right, so no Rico Dowdle. Jonathan Hakins at defensive tackle is also out. So... You know, we, we've got a DMP from Zach Martin, but I think he's going to be playing. So kudos to Zach Martin. He's a tough, tough player. Future Hall of Famer, I, I would imagine. Um, Brandon Cooks should be in the mix. Jordan Lewis looks like he's playing. It's probably a good thing for Amon Ra. Uh, so here's where I think we're going to go. Uh, if I look at the books, uh, we've got Detroit as plus five and a half road dogs here um dallas coming off of that heartbreaking loss to miami uh last week on christmas eve and the over under is a 52 and a half point total i just think that you know given the injuries dallas is banged up on the defensive uh line detroit deceivingly they they do focus on running the ball here um so i think this is a david montgomery game um i don't mind you know, maybe running Montgomery and Gibbs, kind of like showdown for, for uh, FanDuel showdown a little bit more than DraftKings tonight. Like a Montgomery-Gibbs combination lineup, I think that would be a little bit different, but I think we could see 30-plus rushing attempts tonight. Keep the Dallas offense off the field and keep them out of sync. Uh, so I'm going to take, I, I think that's really going to be what the game plan is um, I think Dallas can actually run the ball decently as well. Um, so I like playing Pollard too. Um, he's definitely going to get some extra work in the passing game with Dowdle out. So we've got a nice little boost for Pollard. So I don't mind him in the captain spot. So I'm looking at honestly the three of those those running backs here. I'm guessing uh, what Deuce Vaughn would be his backup, but I don't know if I'm going that direction here. So I'm going to take Detroit plus five and a half, and I'm going to take the under because I do, I do think that they run the ball more than people think here in this game. Detroit's good, man. I just think that to- that line is a little, 
or that spread is a little too too much. Um, we'll go ahead. We'll move on to the Sunday slate. So, um, first game that I have pulled up here is we've got the New England. Let's see if I can pull it up here. Patriots at the Bills. So we have the Patriots. Kayshawn Butte uh, with an illness. He is DMPing and out. He's been pretty much inactive. He's been a healthy scratch a lot of games too. Uh, Kyle Duggar at safety. DMP, true questionable with illness. A lot of, a lot of illness uh, injury report designations here for this week. We've also got Juju Smith-Schuster at wide receiver. He is out. All right, so I guess upgrade for Parker, Demario Douglas. But I don't know if I'm really touching anything on the Patriots side of the ball. Probably just going to really look to avoid um, that side entirely. Bill's defense hasn't been great. Um, I do think that Zeke Elliott will probably get a, a large workload again. I would imagine five plus catches. So if you get a four, four and a half catch line or reception line, I I do the over on that. On the Bills side of the ball, uh, really no no one designated is out yet. Diggs logging DMPs, but that looks like it's veteran rest. Uh, so Bills look a lot healthier than the Patriots. Uh, we'll look at the total here, and we've got the Bills are minus 14-point favorites. The total is a 40-point line. Um, so what do we do with this here? Well, um, if you don't have to pick this game, I'd probably just avoid it. That being said, um, you know, I think you have to have a get-right game at, at some point. I think this can be – I think the Bills are starting to turn a corner on the – a little bit more on the positive side of the things versus anything. You know, I mean, it is a tough one. It is a tough one. But we got a win against the Chargers. Beat the Cowboys a couple weeks ago. I think I, I do think that they're turning a corner. I'll take the minus fourteen point spread, and I'm going to take if if it's fourteen points in difference. I would imagine maybe even the defense has a good little day here. Um, I think James Cook can run the ball pretty well. Diggs might have a good game, and across the board, I think this offense can do well. So I'll take the over on the forty points and Bills minus fourteen. All right, Carolina-Jacksonville. Let's go ahead and switch over to that game here. So the Panthers, uh, Troy Hill at cornerback is going to be out. No one else listed is out yet. We've got Phelan logging DMPs, but he's off the injury report. So I think we should be pretty healthy on the Carolina side of the ball. Trevor Lawrence is out for the Jaguars here. So... Um, I have a hard time thinking there's going to be a whole lot of points scored in this game. Panthers' defense isn't very good, but um, should be better than they are. I could see them regressing towards the mean a little bit and um, maybe making a nice little outing here against C.J. Beathard. 
Uh, if we look at the 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 lines, the the totals, uh, Vegas agrees with us here. The thirty six, the total is thirty six and a half points. Jags are just minus four point favorites here. This is another tough, tough spread. I think. Um, from a total perspective, I'm going to take the under as well. I don't see a lot of points coming out of this game. I don't feel great about it because Vegas does agree with me on this. Um, but I do think there is something to be said about continuity here. So I'm going to take Carolina. Take Carolina plus four and the under on the 36 and a half point spread. Or total. Uh, okay, let's switch. Uh, I really, from a DFS perspective, I'm not, I'm not messing with this game a whole lot here, unless maybe you want to mess with one of these defenses. I think they could be a little bit cheaper, um, but, but I would be careful with that. We're gonna move on to the Rams and the Giants. We have for the Rams. Uh, Trey Tomlinson at cornerback is out. Not a huge deal. Um, Ernest Jones, a true questionable. Ogden DMPs list as questionable here due to illness. So keep an eye on Ernest Jones. And Puka Nakua is a true questionable as well. So, like, concept of Cooper Cup. I like the concept of Kyron Williams here in this game. And if Ernest Jones is out, I don't mind uh, playing Darren Waller here. So I think there's going to be a little bit more opportunity for Tyrod Taylor to check down here. Um, Not a whole lot of injuries or nothing too relevant or significant on the Giants side of the ball. From a betting perspective here, got the Rams minus six point. Road favorites, 43.5 point over under. Um, I think the Giants' defense is solid here and healthy. Uh, So I I have a hard time seeing this game going over the 43.5 point total, so I'll take under. Um, And I'll take the Rams. I think they're playing good football right now. They're hitting the right stride. Giants are trending the other direction. They're they're mailing it in here. I think they'll they'll scrap a little bit, especially with this defense. But uh, I take the Rams still minus six. If that was Rams minus seven, I'd be a lot more hesitant. So I think it's a good good spread as well. Arizona at Philadelphia. So we'll take a look at the injury report here. We've got Marquise Brown. He is out. Lakey Fotu at defensive tackle is out. Jonathan Ledbetter at defensive end is out. And Trevor Noah, I don't know how to say this guy's name. I don't think he's very relevant. Trevor Nowaski is out as well. So we're banged up on the defensive line for Arizona, and we do not have our stud receiver and Marquise Brown. So I would envision them to look towards shutting down Trey McBride, taking that away from Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, is he's on the injury report. 
due to illness, but he is questionable. I think he'll be okay. He should play. Um, but I just I have a hard time liking any of these Cardinals offensive weapons here in this game. I think the Eagles defense is a valid play. And uh, on the Eagles side of the ball, I do think it's a get right game. I think we could see some points through the air, but um, I am betting on DeAndre Swift having a good game with this defensive line out. And maybe we finally see this week no Jalen Hurts tush push. We see a DeAndre Swift touchdown. So that is going to be um, where I'm going out on a limb on is no tush push this week, but a DeAndre Swift rushing touchdown, possibly even, you know, let's just let's just put it in the books. Two rushing touchdowns for DeAndre Swift here this week. So I'm firing him up in all formats. You'll see him in my DFS lineups here as well and some likely screenshots come Monday morning. Uh, so, if that's what I think is going to happen, uh, the only the only thing I will point out, we have Darius Slay. He is listed as out for the Eagles, so just keep that in mind. Maybe we get a nice little Rondell Moore type of day here. I could see something like that. So if you wanted to run something back in this game and had Swift in your lineup, want to get somewhere... Go somewhere cheap. Kind of like the concept of rolling out Rondell Moore here. Uh, from a betting perspective, we got the Eagles and the Cardinals. It's <laughs> Eagles are minus 12-point favorites. The over-under is 48. I'm going to take it. Uh, I've been taking Arizona plus uh, points and hitting it throughout the year, but I think this is finally at the time of the year where we start to see this catch up to them a little bit and they break down. So I got Eagles, minus 12. Give me the over on the 48-point total. All right, Miami-Baltimore. This should be one of the biggest games of the day here. If I can find it. So Dolphins 11-4, Ravens 12-3. This is in Baltimore, and no Jalen Waddle. So I think a lot of people are going to go with Hill. I think that the Ravens are going to do everything they can in their game plan to force the ball in a different direction other than Hill. So I think that we could see a lot of volume for Cedric Wilson in this game with no Jalen Waddle. So Cedric Wilson at thirty six hundred bucks on DraftKings, uh, fire that up here. Robert Hunt at guard is listed as doubtful here for the Dolphins, so we're a little bit banged up on the offensive line. Ravens run defense solid. Um, Jalen Armour Davis at cornerback is out due to concussion still. Uh, Zay Flowers is uh, truly questionable here, so we do have to keep an eye on that man. I really do hope. He plays in this game. I've got him in a championship in one of my leagues. Kyle Hamilton at safety, DMPing, true questionable, leaning towards not playing, but keep an eye on that one as well. Uh, if we don't have, I don't think we're going to have Kyle Hamilton. And so Tyreek Hill is in play. It's it's hard to fade Tyreek Hill, um, but he is so expensive that he has to absolutely go off. And I just don't know if he's 100% healthy yet at this point. He's still recovering from that ankle. We have to remember that. And he's out there, but it's very clear he is not 100% himself yet. 
He could be back 100% this week, but no one really knows other than Hill and maybe, you know, the, the coaches there. Uh, Brandon Stevens at cornerback, DMPing, true questionable, probably not going to be playing here for the Ravens, so we're depleted at cornerback. Just think we focus a lot on Hill in this game, and that leaves Cedric Wilson wide open. Durham Smith was also used a lot last week, so their attention is going to be drawn towards the tight end as well. I just think it really opens things up here for Wilson. Uh, the Ravens are minus three-point home favorites. It's a 46.5 point total. So this, you know, I, I think what Vegas is saying is that we're seeing a pace down game for the Finns, which is not good for playing Hill. Um, but good for like a value play, right? A $3,600 play in Wilson. So I just all all arrows, all, all paths direct towards Cedric Wilson in, in my eyes here. Uh, on the Ravens' offensive side of the ball, I think Gus Edwards can have a good game. Um, I think Zay Flowers can still have a decent game. You know, this Dolphins secondary is tough, but the the spot that he plays in, they've been relatively susceptible here. So I think he can be productive. I don't know if it's a complete smash spot for him, for him though. Uh, so seeing some of these slower-paced games from the Dolphins as well, I'm going to take the under- on this, as crazy as that sounds, I think a lot of people are going to be disappointed by the the output and points here. Um, I'm going to take the under, and then I will take I will take Baltimore minus three, like Baltimore at home with that Justin Tucker advantage. Let's go ahead and we'll move on to Atlanta and Chicago. Um, I do like Bijan this week. We've got on the um, Bears side, Darnell Mooney, a wide receiver, concussion, out. Um, outside of that, no, nothing really too significant. We should be pretty, pretty healthy outside of uh, no Mooney here. So maybe a nice little bump for Cole Komet. I don't think a whole lot, though. I'd say more of a bump for DJ more than anything. Um, tougher matchup against this uh, the Falcons this week, and the Bears' offense has been pretty dysfunctional here. So, you know, I lean towards time of possession being in the Falcons' hands. I like Bijan against this Bears' run defense. Bears give up more receiving yards to running backs than any other team here in the league. Uh, so, I like Bijan as a play, and I do think Atlanta can win this game despite being on the road in Chicago. Uh, if we look at the the spread or the, the totals here, we've got Atlanta plus two and a half on the road. Uh, and then we've also got the over-under is 38 points. I do think it's a lower scoring game here, uh, but a good game, a good game for Bijan. So, um, you know, I'll take the under on the 38-point total, but I'm going to take the Falcons plus two and a half. Falcons have more to play for here as well. Tennessee at Houston. Oh, hold on. Let me just uh, pull that Tennessee at Houston injury report up here because I do believe there's some relevance here with that one. Okay. 
So, for the Texans, Jonathan Greenard at defensive end is out. Got Adrian Amos at safety. He's off the injury report despite logging DNPs. Malik Collins, defensive tackle, logging DNPs and listed as a true questionable. So keep an eye out for that Texans defensive line. Anytime you're going up against Derrick Henry and aren't 100%, that's quite the concern. Um, we've also got Steven Nelson at cornerback for the Texans, DMPing due to a foot and hamstring. He's a true questionable, leaning towards not playing. So we're a little banged up on the defensive side of the ball here. Uh, man, if we're missing a cornerback and a safety for the Texans, kind of like D-Hop. Uh, Caleb Farley at cornerback for the Titans is out. Uh, makes Noah Brown an interesting play here, especially with C.J. Stroud back. Um, other than that, we got a lot of guys on the injury report, but I think a lot of it's due to just resting for resting purposes here for the, the Titans. Um, Titans are 5-10. and 10, Texans are 8-7. and seven. Texans have got a lot more to play for, but the Titans are still professional athletes, and this is a homecoming or a visit from DeAndre Hopkins in Houston. So I think a lot of people are going to look at this matchup and say, wow, he did not do well in that last game against the the Texans here. I think a little bit of a different circumstance. And um, again, uh, especially with Derrick Henry, sometimes it just depends on how, how how he starts running, right? And, you know, if that offense... Here's the thing, if he starts running well, then DeAndre DeAndre Hopkins can have a nice game, but DeAndre Hopkins has to infiltrate that game at a certain point early on. Otherwise, it'll just continue to go in Henry's favor. Henry doesn't do well, the whole offense falls apart, and they don't ever have the ball for Hopkins to make a significant splash or impact. I think both could do well, but I think Hopkins, um, given the revenge game narrative, uh, could have end up having the more productive game here. So I'm buying in to the De- DeAndre Hopkins revenge game narrative, and I think it'll go pretty low owned. This is a 44-point total, and the Texans are minus four-point uh, home favorites. I think this is a close three-point game, um, but I don't see it being completely crazy here back and forth. Man, it's gonna be close. I think I think that we're still gonna go under on this forty-four point total, um, but I do like the Titans to cover a plus four spread here. So I'm gonna go Tennessee plus four. I'm gonna take under on the forty-four point total. Let's go ahead. We'll move on to Vegas, Indianapolis. If I can find it here. All right, so Raiders at Indy. Raiders are playing red hot right now. They're playing good football. They're seven and eight. Colts are eight and seven, but seem to be trending in the other direction here. Josh Jacobs is still listed as doubtful. I don't think we're seeing him in this game, so fire up Zamir White. Pretty inexpensive across the board here. And I think we'll get nice run. He's a good looking back. I mean, the only reason why we didn't we haven't seen more of Zamir White up until this point. It's because he's really not much of a pass-catching back. And, you know, we also have a great player ahead of him in Josh Jacobs, so it's hard for him to get any kind of significant time. Uh, Michael Mayer 
for the Raiders is listed as out at tight end. So um, it's a guy that they have relied on uh, to move the chains a bit here. That is a little bit concerning for this offense. They could see them a little uh, slow down just a little bit. Um, but I think Devontae Adams does have a good matchup. It's hard to rely on him because they want to run the ball. Um, but I could see Adams coming down with the touchdown in this game. So I like an anytime touchdown for him. Zach Moss is out, but Jonathan Taylor, of course, is back on the indie side of the ball. Um, DeForest Buckner and Cameron McGroin at linebacker and defensive tackle. Both of them logging DMPs, but McGroin is the one who is a true questionable. Buckner was just rest. So let's go ahead and look at Vegas for this one. It's a 42.5 point over under, and we have the Colts as minus four point home. Uh, favorites here. I just have a hard time thinking that Max Crosby doesn't give the Colts offensive line problems and particularly Garter Minshew. And if Minshew doesn't have the time, I think that offense is going to be in a little bit of dysfunction. So I like the Raiders at plus four. Um, I do think it's going to be a slower paced game. So I'll take the under on the 42 and a half point spread. All right, we're going to take a look at New Orleans and Tampa Bay. So I think this game can be sneaky. So I'm going to take a look at the the odds here first. Um, Vegas thinks it's kind of middle of the pack as far as total points goes, and I think this could be um, the highest leading points game on the slate. So this is where I differ from Vegas the most. It's a 42.5 point total. Um, Tampa's secondary has not been the same this year. They've been depleted, and the Saints' passing attack has improved. Derek Carr didn't look terrible um, the other week. He actually looked pretty darn good. So um, I think the Saints' passing attack is starting to put it together, and, and the Bucks have been, you know, if you're going to attack the Bucks' defense the, 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 through the air, is certainly it's starting to turn into a pass funnel here, I would say. Um, if we look at the injuries for this game, I think the Bucks are getting healthier on the defensive side of the ball. No, actually, that we're we're back to some injuries here. So this kind of backs up my my thought process. Shaq Barrett at linebacker is out. Uh, Carlton Davis at cornerback is out. Mike Green defensive tackle is out. Raheem Jarrett wide receiver is out. Keeft at tight end is out. Not a big deal. Cam Gill at linebacker, Logan DMPs, but that's more of a rest-related item than anything. Shaq Barrett is the big one, though. Uh, so Alvin Kamara is in play, I would say. I mean, he's logging DMPs. He's a true questionable due to illness. I think he'll be okay, though. Just keep an eye on that just to be sure. Uh, Kendra Miller, limited, but looks like he's trending in the right direction. Ryan Ramchek at tackle, he's out. That's an issue for the Saints. Um, I, th- I think this this total, it shouldn't be 42.5. It should be like 45.5. So, like, I would even take a teaser to get some plus money at like 43.5 or something like that. Um, Lonnie Johnson at cornerback is out for the Saints as well. Um, I, th- I think so. Mike Evans, I think, is going to have a, a more challenging game. I could see this being another nice game for Chris Godwin. 
Monte Taylor is a guy you go after in the slot, and Chris Godwin's going to be playing more in the slot than Mike Evans here. So um, I like the I, I like the concept of especially in DFS. Derek Carr is cheap; he's only fifty five hundred bucks. Chris Olave, he's sixty eight hundred. Rashid Shahid is forty six hundred. Jawan Johnson's thirty four hundred. So I like peppering in maybe like a Saints stack and running it back with a Godwin. Um, Kamara's pretty expensive. I think he's like seventy five hundred bucks or something like that. But I, I think all of them are in play from a DFS perspective. Uh, so I'm going to take over 42.5 points, and I'm going to take the Saints plus 2.5. San Francisco, Washington. Let's see if I can pull that one up. So Washington's four and eleven, San Francisco eleven and four. Had a lot of injuries on the San Francisco side of things. Just keep in mind they're gonna they need to protect some of their players, get ready for the playoffs here. Uh, so expect some some timeshares here. I don't know if I'm gonna go the direction of Caffrey as hard as that is to say. I just think there's going to be a lot of people playing both. I, th- I think you have to probably get in a little bit of exposure to him if you're playing multiple lineups, but I don't mind fading both McCaffrey and Hill this week. I know it's crazy, crazy to say, but I don't think here's, – here's the thing. I think Hill is kind of out of reach of this, you know, chase for 2,000 yards, and McCaffrey needs to be protected for the playoffs is a high injury prone type of player. 49ers know that they're in the playoffs. Um Jordan Mason, he's logging DMPs due to illness. He's a true questionable here. Uh, but Elijah Mitchell is back and McCaffrey is DMPing for rest. Elijah Mitchell is logging full practices here. So I just think he's gonna get used more than people expect that to happen here. Jalen Moore at tackle is out due to concussion for the Niners as well. Rostwelli at tight end, not a big deal. If anything, good for Kittle. Juwan Jennings is out, so Ronnie Bell could have some involvement here. Jair Brown at safety is out. Eric Armstead at defensive tackle. Um, I could see Terry McLaurin on the other side of the ball having a nice game on the perimeter. But, I mean, even Brissett's hobbled. So I just I don't know if I can touch much on the commander side of things. They're mailing it in. Percy Butler is out at safety. Kendall Fuller at cornerback is out. Tyler Larson at center is out. Charles Leno at tackle is out. I mean, Brian Robinson's coming back here, um, but I don't expect much, and I think they probably split the workload there to make sure he's taken care of. Benjamin St. Juice at cornerback is out. That being said, they're probably better off without him in the lineup here. Um, 49ers are minus 13.5 point home or road favorites. Um, I don't like that, a road favorite with that big of a line. And 49.5 points, um, I just feel like it's going to be a slower, slower game. So I'll take 
Washington plus 13 and a half, as crazy as that sounds, and I'll take under on the 49 and a half point total. Pittsburgh, Seattle. So it's a 41-point total. Seahawks are minus four-point home favorites in Seattle here. Let's take a look at our injuries. Mika Fitzpatrick is out. Got hurt last week. Landon Roberts at linebacker is out, and Trenton Thompson at safety. On the Seahawks side of the ball, we're pretty banged up here too. Frank Clark, um, he's out. They're resting him. Not injury-related. I don't really understand that fully. I feel like there's definitely a story behind this here. I don't know off the top of my head. Jamal Adams is out. At safety, Mario Edwards at defensive end is out. Dwayne Eskridge is out at wide receiver. And Jason Peters at tackle. So Seattle is pretty banged up on the defensive and offensive side of the ball, but so is Pittsburgh on the defensive side of the ball, and we all know they're not doing much offensively here. Um, George Pickens did have a great game. I think uh, we're trending in the right direction for Pittsburgh. Rudolph, I guess, gives them the best option. Um, I'll take Pittsburgh plus four. Take the under on this game, though. I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of points. So under on 41 points. Plus four. Maybe it's like a field goal type of finish here. Chargers and the Broncos. So we've got Jared Stidham versus Easton Stick. Very exciting, I know. Um, Probably going to care the least about this game. Keenan Allen and Joey Bosa are out for the Chargers. I mean, Chargers are 5-10. It's a lost cause. Josh Palmer is also out. Um, So Easton Stick certainly isn't going to have much help here. I I think... um, the Broncos' defense is in play uh, from a value perspective on a, on a DFS standpoint. I don't know if I'm going there in the championship in my season long. Hopefully I have a better defensive option than that. Um, Nick Williams, a defensive tackle, is also doubtful here for the Chargers, so really just banged up across the board. Um, could see it being a timeshare for the Broncos uh, for Javante and in, in that running back committee, so... Not fully into that here as well. Baron Browning at linebacker is out for Denver. Greg Dolchitz is out. Alex Pazelski is tackle is out. And Cortland Sutton, it's a big deal. He is out. Uh, so what's the total on this game? The total is 37 points. The Broncos are minus 3.5 point favorites. I will take both. I will take the Broncos minus 3.5 points. I will take under on the 37 point total just because I don't envision a whole lot of offense here. In this game. And maybe even a defensive touchdown. All right, a couple more, a couple more games here. We got the uh, the last four o'clock game on New Year's Eve. Bengals and the Chiefs. Um, Jamar Chase should be back. Bengals are eight and seven, so they're fighting for something here. Um, 
Chiefs, Donovan Smith at tackle is out, and Kadarius Tony. Chiefs are only nine and six, so this they like they are going to be all out in this game. Like, there's no letting up. Um, I think it's going to be a big Travis Kelsey game. I think it could be. Uh, I think we we're, we have Pacheco back. Yeah, Pacheco log and limited practices. He's a questionable due to concussion and shoulder. Um, so just keep an eye on him. I think he's expected to play though. So I like Pacheco. I like Kelsey in this game here. Um, yeah, Bengals are are you know look like Bengals are are talking all kinds of smack here in the media. I think Chase came out with some pretty aggressive comments. Um, I just don't see it. I think Chiefs, especially. I like this line minus six and a half. I'll take that all day. Minus six and a half over the Bengals. I think Browning's correcting himself. Um, I do think we see a significant amount of points here, so I'll take the over on the 44-point total here as well. Yeah, Vegas seems like... It almost seems like the media is trying to make this game look closer than it is. Maybe just because it's that 4 o'clock game. And I mean, like, look at it. So we have... So you have the the Chiefs and the Bengals. It's a 44-point total in the 4 o'clock window. The only other 4 o'clock games are the Steelers and the Seahawks. That sucks. And the Chargers and the Broncos. That also sucks. So I think a lot of people, or I think the media is trying to pump this game up to make it seem closer than it is. I think the Chiefs at home are just going to throttle the Bengals. Um, so that should be fun to watch. We got Green Bay, Minnesota, the final game on the slate again because there's no Monday night football. Let's go ahead and take a look. Some of our injuries here for that game. Um, got Luke Musgrave, probably not going to play. Devondre Campbell, linebacker, doubtful as well. Um, that's that's a good setup here for Ty Chandler, I would say. Luke Tenuta at tackle is doubtful. Um, Christian Watson is doubtful at wide receiver. Emmanuel Wilson at running back is doubtful. Uh, A.J. Dillon, logging limited practices. He's questionable. And Aaron Jones, limited practices, questionable. I think both of them are going to play, though. Um, so so Green Bay, um, not good against the run here. I like Chandler. You know, the only problem is we're playing Jaron Hall. And Jaron Hall sucks. I'm sorry. Covered him in the preseason. He's he's not ready. I still don't think he's going to be ready. And quite frankly, I don't think he's even. I think he's in the position that he's in only because he had Puka Nakua in college. If he didn't have Nakua, I don't think he'd be in the league whatsoever. Hate to be harsh, but that's my honest feelings about it. On the Viking side of the ball, Theo Jackson at safety is out. Byron Murphy at cornerback is out. Jalen Naylor at wide receiver is out, and Jacqueline Roy at defensive tackle is out as well. So on the Green Bay side of things, I like Romeo Dobbs. Uh, what's going on with Jaden Reed? Is Jaden Reed back? I think he is. Yeah, Jaden Reed, he's limited practices, questionable, but I think he's trending towards playing. So I like Jaden Reed against Minnesota here as well. So Jaden Reed for in Green Bay. 
Um, Chandler for Minnesota. Oh, well, actually, I don't know. I mean, Madison logging full practices, but Chandler is going to be the starting back given how he's played. Let's take a look at Vegas. Vegas has Minnesota. It's a close one, so I think they're feeling the same kind of indecisiveness as I am about this. Minnesota minus one and a half. The over-under is a 43.5 point total. I think both of those, I think the total and the spread is pretty pretty spot on here. Well, not the spread. I think I'll definitely take Green Bay plus one and a half against Hall. Um, now I'm thinking about it. I think this total is a little inflated, so I'll take the under on the 43 and a half point total. I think it's too much for. You have one team with a quarterback who I think is completely inept, and another team who's struggled to put up points on a consistent basis all year long. Um, so it just seems like a little too high of a total in Green Bay plus one and a half in a controlled environment. I'm good with that. So there you have it. Those are our Week 17 picks. Thank you all for listening in to another episode of the All Pro Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host here, Mark Hogan. Good luck going into your championship matchups, the Week 17 slate. I hope we all have an excellent and profitable new year. Until 2024, I'll see you all then. And signing off, y'all. Have a good one.